Just loved it. <laughs> All right, so I, you gotta see me. Gotta help me come up with um, I don't know. I, I like I guess a list title because I have. It's like I'll, it's like a. Why don't we Why don't we do the list and then afterwards, when yeah. it's done, we'll we'll comp- we can we can kind of do it. We'll figure it out and then we can splice it ahead. Actually, that's no, how. I was saying we can just talk it through. And oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. That's fine too. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll go through it. Okay. So. All right. Whenever you're ready. All right. <clears throat> hey. Hey, everybody. Hey. Hey, that was going? a very subdued. Hey. Hey. Hey, everybody. How's it going? <laughs> Welcome What's to up? special episode That's of right. the Critic. This end of the Critic, <laughs> we're going to sexually harass you with our voices. <laughs> so get ready. Get ready. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're going to be running to HR when you're done with this. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast where each week we talk about movies, both new and on Netflix. Wait, both? Both new and on Netflix. But uh, like last week, this week, we're doing a list. Why? Because we're busy. Yeah. We're busy. You know this you guys month. love lists. Everybody loves lists. Let's face it. I don't have time. Like if I if somebody sends me a link to a YouTube video and it's more than thirty seconds long, I'm like I ain't got time for that. Absolutely. But if somebody sends me to a top ten list on like Cracked or The Onion or Clickhole yeah. or anywhere in you know, Buzzfeed, whatever, and I'm like we are reading this entire article because it's lists. Yeah. Um, I mean, and it, like Chris is busy. Like if somebody sends him a four hour documentary on <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm he's only going to watch it four times. Four times. <laughs> he's not going to watch it a fifth time. So get over it. You're not going to get him to watch it a fifth time. So just come on. Man, now I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i got to watch that. i to watch that again. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. So <laughs> last last week we had my top ten horror, which scary got got, got a little, little intense. Yeah, got a little dark. Um, especially when you... Ranked The Shining so low. Oh, wait, wait, we talked about that. We talked about that. I don't want to see any emails from the one listener who'll probably care uh, that I ranked them low because they didn't put them in any ranking. Yeah, get so, over yourself. I thought about doing that. I thought about doing what we do normally on the podcast, which is like I give this blank out of. Blank. I'm like that's too, no. way too much work. Yeah, so. and I come up with ten. Unique yeah, no, rankings. fuck that noise. So this week, uh, Parker is going to. Uh, be giving I'm I'm knowing Parker I'm guessing it's just, just top 10 best films maybe favorite films yeah, I don't know it's not because there's definitely some missing from this list I think what I did because I put this list together and I I'm I'm thinking that it's movies that made me feel Imagine like an, an extreme amount it doesn't necessarily have to be like sad just any feeling in general, but but at the same time, it's not just like like it's not just like a fun movie that I laughed a lot at because that would be like I felt good. It's like they made me feel like either sad, depressed, or like just re- like heartwarmed to the point of like, but not even heartwarmed, like just like 
like just something. I don't know. Like a level of joy. I'm just I'm shoot, eh. I'm just spitballing here. Maybe maybe one of maybe one or two of them was, was is like a joy feeling. But like there's a lot. Of, if I was going to make a list of like movies that make me feel happy, there a few of these might be on that list. But a lot of other ones would have been on that list. Okay. Right. And if I was going to make a list of movies that would make me feel sad, uh, you know, most of these movies would be on that list. But maybe even just some of them, and then, but then a bunch of others. So this is kind of like a cross between just happiness, sadness. Just it's just a very a lot of feelings. Okay. And okay. on top of it, I think that um, a lot of what dr- drove a lot of these is. Um, incredible acting. I'll just right. throw that out. So it's usually there's at least one character in any of these movies that is just incredible and like you know delivers an amazing performance. Right. So, so I, I, I can see your list and we see Human Centipede Two <laughs> is on this, <laughs> and uh, that is all. That, that is, is it. It's just the Human list Centipede of one. Two. <laughs> Watch that ten times yep. and then kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm kidding. I can't. He doesn't have a list up. <laughs> actually, his list is actually quite unique. He just went through his DVD collection and pulled out the DVD slightly, <laughs> like so. Yeah. They're, they're all nice in a row, and then there's like ten that are just kind of sticking out, <laughs> and that's that's great. So. so okay, so let's dive into this list, and maybe maybe as our journey through it, we can come up with a um, a title for this list. But okay, so first off, we have All or Nothing. This is a 2002 drama. It's listed on IMDb as a comedy, and there was some, there were a few funny parts, but it is mostly a drama. Um, it is a um, British film. Um, it is about yeah, I've not heard of this film. Yeah, it, 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 it's, it's not... it is it is like a very much like slice of life kind of thing. It's about a bunch of people who live like in a um, apartment complex in in England and it kind of focuses on one family um, as they kind of go through their, you know, tough life. It doesn't star anyone that you would have. I, I, I recognize the, 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 the guy on the cover. I can't yeah, find oh, the IMDb. Uh, Timothy Spall is, in yes. It. He, he, yes. he plays, he plays like um, Wormtail in the Harry Potter movies and a few other like bit. Parts he was in uh, 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 the last samurai. He was in the last yep, samurai. Yep. So he, he's been in some stuff, but, uh, you know, like nobody giant. You know, uh, as as far as I know, I mean, I haven't seen it in a while. I don't think I. No, it doesn't look like it. Yeah. It just kind of looks so, like. So yeah, uh, but this, like, this is like as uh, slice of life working class as you can get, and like this is like you know, England has like the the housing estate mm-hmm. is the is a concept in England where you have like a very even more close knit. At it, it, than it, like just an apartment in New York, like it's just kind of like a this forced community at, where where everybody is working, you know, in this one area, and they all and so the, the, similar to not 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 that this movie's even remotely like it, I'd imagine, but similar to the vibe you got in like Attack the Block, where everybody knows each other right. in the same exactly. They're, uh, they're all connected in some way. Like through their lives, right. you know, having lived in this area for this, their families having lived in this area. So, um, yeah, so they have like it's focused on one family and then each person interacts with other people in a way. And and it, it's very like the the performances from uh, the, the two, the husband and wife, the two main 
um, actors, uh, Timothy Spall and um, Alice, Allison, Allison Garland. Garland, who, like, has done, like, not that much else. Like, yeah, she doesn't look like she's done a whole she, And, like, lot. are just, they're just, like, they just crush me. They're, like, just very, like, you know, true, like, honest. And I, it's just a great movie to watch when you're, like, it's it's depressing in the sense that you're like wow like this, these people's lives are hard but then at the same time it's like but look how like they're living their lives it's just I, I liked it a lot it's it's just a great just by reading the film. the premises here the summary it's 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 a very Parker film it's a very Parker <laughs> film but it's not a Parker film when we talk about that we talk about heartwarming usually. I will say it does have a nice ending, but it it is it is not heartwarming throughout. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of upset feelings to deal with when you're going through this. <laughs> Up next, we have E2 Mama Tambien, the Alfonso Curran. Um, I don't know if this is his first film, but this is an early film of his. Um, let's see. No, it's not even remotely a first film. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Now, this he is the same director who of... did uh, most recently Gravity. Right. Gravity, Children of Men, podcast favorite. Oh, yeah, definitely. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, he's done, he's done quite a bit of yeah. high-quality uh, work. Um, yeah, so E2 Mama Tambien is um, this g- great film about this woman who uh, has... Uh, well, I, mean, I guess I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil it. But there's a woman who is having a uh, kind of a crisis, like sort of midlife crisis, but she's not, you know, in her 40s. Like she's just having a, a crisis of like just wanting to get away and do whatever. So she takes off with these two like teenage, basically like 18 year old, 19 year old boys who like are just like, you know, the kind of friends that you see in like dazed and confused or like any yeah, kind of like yeah. high school fun movie it's just like two young teenage boys that are just like yeah we're doing whatever we you know like just being obsessed with girls trying to get laid whatever and she kind of goes off with them and it's very much like a coming of age story with them but also her kind of finding herself and finding like what she wants out of life and what she wants from life and um a lot of people point to this movie because it's very like you know sexually charged like there's a lot of crazy scenes in this but like if you watch like if you watch this movie like to to actually watch a movie and not just be like oh cool like <laughs> why would you, why would you do that in this day and age <laughs> right, anyway exactly everybody is constantly access to the internet yeah just why are you go- even <laughs> watching a movie for that's stupid right yeah if this isn't the early 90s no, people this yeah let's let's get let's get crazy but th- this movie <laughs> is is like a perfect movie about friendship um you know you have the friendship between the, the boys you have this you know like weird relationship triangular relationship between all three of them and um you know you just have that that the kind of like finding yourself movie where you have lots of different people you know or three or three different people in in completely different circumstances like trying to find themselves and who they are and what they want and it they just do an amazing job and the the main um female anna she is just like wonderful, and I, I don't think she's done anything else. She's literally was on a TV series, and and that's, that's it. it. <laughs> I uh... it's so good, but it you know it's foreign language film, so it's going to be subtitled. But um, 
Deal it, with it, folks. Yeah, learn, learn to like subtitles. <laughs> but, I do. Uh, the two the two guys have gone on to do um, some decent stuff. Uh, Gail Garcia Bernal um, went on to do like Science of Sleep and Motorcycle Diaries about Che Guevara, um, Bad Education, and a few other things. So he he's you know like um, doing stuff. Diego Luna um, he uh, was in uh, the Milk. Oh, okay. And um, I think, yeah, he was. Oh, he was uh, the friend in Elysium, the the yes. kind of Spanish, yeah. you know, speaking friend that Matt Damon has, who like helps him like get all whatever. Um, so yeah, he great. Just just a great cast uh, of like at the time, sort of unknown people, mm-hmm. and um, just just really really. I good. see. I, I I've seen this movie sitting back when I did frequent. Uh, Video rental stores. Yes, <laughs> I saw this video, uh, this the 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 box, and I thought, "What the hell is this movie about?" And then I, just, I never right. Never, I, I, I I always ended up like, "Oh well, this has a robot in it. We'll go with that." Uh. <laughs> yeah, very highly recommended. It, it's I'll very very it good. Um, you know it, it. You know, be prepared. There's there's a decent amount of sex in this movie, but you know, I think it it all serves a purpose. Each scene. There is is needed to drive the plot. There's no like frivolous nonsense, you know. Like it's not like uh, American Pie or something where they're just crowbarring in. Yeah, like, so get nudity. off our backs, conservatives. All right, <laughs> we're defending All our your sensibilities. Listeners. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know that we have any. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know that we have any liberal listeners either. I don't know who's listening. <laughs> very true. Very true. Okay, up next on the list we have Cinema Paradiso, another foreign language film. This um, is a film. I also I I don't know if it has anybody that has gone on to do anything. Like most foreign language films, we <laughs> have no idea. This this is a movie. This is very similar to what n- would normally be considered a Parker Lindstrom film. This is a incredibly heartwarming story, um, and I think Chris, you would you would. Really, really love this movie. It is about um, a filmmaker okay. who's thinking back to his childhood, um, where he the reason he's a filmmaker is because he fell in love with movies, working and helping at the village's theater. Um, and the guy that worked there uh, it is th- this amazing guy Enzo. Um, he he's like just. Just an awesome, like older guy who who basically teaches like this little kid all about film and like uh, what film does for people, like what it does, like to to carry people through their lives and you know give their lives meaning and stuff. And it's really, really just awesome. They have this amazing friendship, and the end, like the the last scene, is just like. Uh, it kills me every time. It's so good, but it's just an amazing film about film. It's about right, film. Like, yeah. It's about like the love of film and about like what film can do, like to uh, change your life or to bring people together or tear them apart, whatever. Like love and and hate and everything. It's just all wrapped up in film, and this is great. And it's great too because like the 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 idea that you would have. Uh, one theater in this village and like that's people don't have tvs when this like was like the when he thinks back this is like uh before everybody has 
TVs and cable in their house. Like, I mean, they just are get together and watch these movies in the theater because no one can. Yeah, there's, there's no one can afford lot, to like a just lot whatever. less entertainment <laughs> yeah. options. Back yeah. then. and so they're just like in this theater together, and it and it like so it's the whole village and everybody. You know, there's all these like caricatures in the village and you know they point them out and talk about them and stuff the village idiot and you know all these you know crazy like the the uh, the priest who like the priest would have to like um there's like this whole thing about the priest who uh has to watch every movie before they show it to the village to to and he'll be like up oh, cut that out that's too like too racy <laughs> <laughs> and so they have like this whole thing where they like have to cut out like kiss scenes and stuff like that and it's just oh it's just it's just great i i really really love this film and this you know very much uh, is you know what would be the this is probably the, the the quintessential Parker film because it is it is very heartwarming. It's about friendship and love and it's just wonderful. So <laughs> you should definitely see this movie. You know it's Italian foreign language film, but you again subtitles. People yeah. learn to love them. You you will you will love it. So yeah, that that's that's definitely uh, high on the list there. All right. Up next, um, I guess I should do... Let, let me just do this one. I'll do this one. Okay. All right. Up next, we have Beasts of Southern Wild. Beasts All of right. the Southern Wild. Now, now this, we're, at least we're into a movie that I've wanted to see. just haven't yeah. yet. <laughs> this movie. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Again, so, I, but when... When you when I when we put the idea together of a list episode, I was like, "Well, this movie's definitely going on Parker's list because this is a <laughs> definitely a Parker film." Yeah, this movie is is incredible, and the story of this movie is incredible as well. The, the director Ben uh, Zietlin, this is his. Uh, I think it's his first like film. I think directing. it is his first film. Too. He's done shorts and stuff in college, but this is his first like film. I film. remember that that was a big deal <laughs> because like they didn't expect it to be so right. Like this, made, this made a huge splash in Oscar season last yeah, it two was, years ago. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. I mean, he got Quivan uh, Janae Wallace, the the little girl who is just she like basically. Uh, puts this film on her back with like the other the guy she plays uh, her her dad that she plays with um, Dwight Henry like the two of them like so she is like I think uh, seven six when she when she I think she was six when she felt when they filmed this and she's incredible I mean she's like an amazing actress like I don't even know how much of it's acting. Um, and how much of it is like them like working with her just to get her to to just do something yeah. on film? You know, she she would have been doing the math for her. She would have been ten. Oh, really? When they filmed this? Well, when they filmed when it came out. Yeah, so no. See, that's maybe, the thing. Maybe here's the thing. Oh, they so it didn't come this out. Movie years before. Oh, they oh, okay, made. yeah, because she was born in two thousand three. Yeah. I, I thought it was made like 2011. Yeah, I believe they started filming in 2008, 2009. Okay, yeah, then that, that works out for yeah. the age. Wow, Be- then she was really young. Holy yeah. crap. Yeah, it says right here, six years old. Okay. Yeah, yeah. so she and and uh, and the, the guy that she plays uh, along, Dwight Henry. Okay, so here here's the story of this film. This guy wants to make a movie about... Um, the uh, About, like, post-Katrina... Uh, New Orleans so he goes down there and he's 
um, basically like lives down there for like a number of years and is just trying to like figure you know whatever just figure out what the story would be yeah um, and he they had a they had a, there's a play that I think it was that they, that it's based on um, but he's down there and they, they start filming and this director he's he, his in his mind he wants to make this movie so he says, I don't care how long it takes. Like he he made the sk- the shooting schedule in a way that they would get like all of the the little girl scenes done, so that they wouldn't have to film with her again. Right, you know stuff like that. Uh, but they they made sure that they got they could take their time and do any effects they want to do. Take your time, whatever. To the point where the beasts that they refer to in this are these like kind of like um. Uh, scary like they they call the aurochs like these prehistoric like giant. Um, oh, she was five. Oh, Pamela just informed me that she was five when they filmed it. Five. Yeah. You know, Pamela, what you could have done is come down here and said she was five because we're gonna talk about it. Like you didn't have to write a note. Yeah, this isn't so, live television. This so isn't live radio here, Pamela. <laughs> so yeah, she was actually five when they filmed it. Um, but yeah, wow. so, so th- there's this, there's these creatures, right? They're the aurochs. They're like big giant, like a cross between like a, a bull and a warthog. They're just like okay. big giant, like, you know, you know, now you got my attention. Right. I thought this was going to be like, <laughs> here's this girl trying to survive, whatever, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. It's boring. Yeah. Now we're talking. <laughs> now we're, now we're getting into it. So they had these big, you know, these big creatures that they kept referring to and they wanted to like have them in a couple of the scenes like come you know mm-hmm. walking up and they wanted to do it practically they didn't have they didn't want to do didn't anything do CGI. cg at all so they had this there was a there was a person on the set who literally got these piglets and got them like like right when they were like soon after they were like you know weaned from their mom right and then raised them and train them to like be able to wear these costumes. That's nuts. And train them to like walk and stop and like walk and do and do take do what they needed so that they could film it. And they just that and that took however many years for them to get like trained and then to be big enough to actually pull off the fact that they're giant because they film them they, they make them look like they're like right they do like, like, like a house, the, you yeah know, like they're gigantic yeah. but they but you know they're still like semi full grown pigs like Which they are could, pretty they big couldn't, they couldn't go from piglet they couldn't film the piglets it would look silly so there there are pigs they're big and and so the, this person like it, it took however many years it took and the guy's like that's fine just take your time that's and as soon nuts. as the pigs look good then we'll film it and so everything was like done like it, he's just like it doesn't matter how long it takes i don't care we'll we'll just take wow. our time and we'll just do it right and so the the film took a long time i mean i don't have the let me i'll see if i can find the the amount the amount yeah of i'm not time sure it, it doesn't it doesn't say when they started filming um, on imdb here it might do something yes. in the wikipedia yeah so she, she was 5 years old when the casting call called for girls between 6 and 9 but the but her her reading they they were blown away and they just they just <laughs> hired her. They were just like, okay, she's good. So he started the preliminary stuff in two thousand six. Okay, wow. So <laughs> he he had planned on he had made a short film 
called Glory at Sea, uh, Ben Zietlin. And in 2006, he... Oh, let's see. I guess he was working on... He was working on Glory at Sea. And uh, he planned to make it into a... Um, he planned to film... Confusingly written. But okay. <laughs> so... He 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 visits New Orleans in 2006, where a lot of his uh, the crew that he's been working with different stuff on um, moved, and immediately you know um, connected with this you know post Katrina communities trying to like you know rebuild after the storm and you know banding together and just the, just all of that, and so you know like starts focusing on this and in in the next 6 years like starts working on this film like a lot of preliminary stuff at first um and then you know ramping up to the actual like filming and everything so they prepare like so they knew they were going to do the stuff with the pigs so they did that like you know years before right, the film right. and then the the person was just you know preparing for that so that by the time that they picked the actors and all this stuff the the pigs were ready to go like all these other practical effects were ready to go um the story's about like this community that live like in this kind of it's like you you want to think that it's fictitious but it's probably very like realistic uh you know kind of forgotten uh section of land in like like less than the ninth ward like in new orleans like just out in the middle of nowhere, just they have a community of themselves. They like run on their own. You know, they have their own school. They have their own whatever. They're not using any like, <laughs> like of of the taxes or government. Right, like, they're inform- completely they're just isolated. This a- autonomous community because they're just so poor, and people have like written them off and just forgotten about them. One, uh, one, one, one thing I heard about this: the uh, this one guy was telling me he he, he was watching it. In the very beginning, he had no idea what the movie was, and he thought it was some post-apocalyptic right, thing. Right. And then he realizes, no, no this is not. just like yeah. New Orleans. Yep, <laughs> yeah. It's just like people. some people live like this, and that's, that's, that's really <laughs> sad and, and crazy. <laughs> but uh, the, so, that so you know, uh, Quivon Janae Wallace, uh, you know, she was five when they cast her, uh, and then, you know, she was six when they were filming, and she just, like, carries this film. And, but her counterpart, uh, what Dwight Dwight Henry? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dwight Henry, um, he, so they're there. They have, um, they had bought a, a a like storefront downtown New Orleans, and they were just, you know, getting you know putting the film stuff together, getting it ready, whatever. Next door to this this storefront is um, this bakery run by this guy Dwight Henry, and. Every morning he would make them like all these like uh, breads and pastries and stuff. He would be in every morning at like three or four in the morning, like starting to bake. And so they like they ended up like, you know, getting to know him because they would be like up from the night before just like, working on stuff. Right, so they, right, right. they, you know, he, they would walk over it like, you know, before they're going to go to bed, basically and be like, you got anything to eat or whatever. And he would he would give them stuff. And like they, you know, they became they developed this friendship and he was just this baker. And when they were casting um, they they got they you know put a casting call for the father, and they they met with all these people, and they were just like the entire time they realized that they were were looking for an actor that would be their the guy the baker because right. that's who they had in their head at this point like he like the way he was they were like 
that's who we envision this character being. And so they just like, they were just like, they went over to him and they're like, we want you to be in this film. And he's like, I'm not an actor. Like, I'm just a baker. Crazy. Like, I, I've never acted in my life. I'm not interested in acting. Like, whatever. And you know, they're like, you need to be in this movie. You need to be this guy. <laughs> and like, he, it's just like, I mean, he is amazing. And he's so humble then when you see him in interviews because he's like, uh, what like, he knows he, that, has, well, he, 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 he knows, knows that like all this could go away in an instant but he's and, like, like he's just like <laughs> he's just like i can't like how did this happen yeah, like, I can't how did believe I get he made here? it to this level like he's just like you know in like uh, you know being interviewed for like you know around the oscars around this time and it's just like what like <laughs> what is happening well I'm, I'm i'm looking up the imdb of the girl um yeah. and uh wow her career so she did Beast of the Southern Wild, yep. 12 Years a Slave. Yep. She just did the Annie remake. Yep. Um, and just when you thought her, her career couldn't get any higher, Space Jam, <laughs> Space Jam 2. <laughs> rumored, rumored. But no, Space no, Jam hey, 2. Hey. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to call it now. Oscar award winning Space <laughs> Jam 2. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So it, uh, just a great, great film. Um, it, it, people give it this. won a ton of awards. Yeah. People give this. I've heard some people give this film some flack because some people like are are in the camp that it sort of exploits the 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 idea of like this poverty stricken area um but i don't know i mean it, it's it's definitely like shedding light on it so yeah I mean, yeah yeah can't so, really... so what <laughs> we're making movies here people no <laughs> so. i i i don't know i i've not seen it so i can't make that judgment call but i know i do want to see it it yeah. is on my list of films to eventually see yeah a very very amazing film and just the just the work that went into this film just out of control just amazing so uh definitely check that one out um okay up next uh we have <laughs> the other end of the spectrum oh no <laughs> the road oh no <laughs> now a movie i have seen and i wish i hadn't yeah, I had to put this one on here because it, them know, feels. it is an extreme feeling feels. movie. Um, also, uh, you know, in in the fashion uh, uh, normal, I you know read the book before seeing the movie because you're a good movie watcher. <laughs> and uh, and I will say this is uh, to compare that it, this is a movie where a bo- book movie um, relationship where the book does some things like you know amazing. The movie does a, a, th- a lot of things amazing because this a lot of the stuff in this story is very visual, very and, visual, and just just terrifying. And so I like, absolutely love the 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 character names in this in the movie. Man, yep, boy, yep, old man, veteran, <laughs> thief, woman, bearded man, archer. <laughs> Like, yeah, nobody has some, names in um, this. Nope, nope. Because because lies. it would make it too human. Because yep. we don't need that shit. <laughs> yeah. So if you don't know of this movie, but it's a post-apocalyptic uh, uh, world where a uh, man and a boy, <laughs> uh, father and son, are traveling, uh, trying to go somewhere. They have some place in mind, um, and then you know, slowly the story kind of trickles out that you know that you know the. They left uh, their where they were to try to like find something better, and, or anything, <laughs> or just anything really. Yeah, and uh, food I think is the big thing. Nobody yeah. has any food, right? 
Yep, it is very it's very hard out there. <laughs> I would say this is the most realistic post-apocalyptic. Yes, right. This is very much what it would be like. It would be like just awful, the worst, just the worst. And, and like you know, they come across some crazy like cannibal type oh, people. And that just, scene, just just horrif- horrific people, just. Just, just the in worst. like a people farm, if yeah. you will. Yeah. That it's... scene, that scene there. I was rolling with this movie till we got to that scene, and I went, "Oh, God yeah." When they go yeah. in the basement, I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> oh no, that's a thing." Yep. Oh yeah. no. Yeah this this movie captures like in a post apocalyptic world, this, this movie not only captures that, but it also captures like the just like the desperate. Like what you will do when you are at your most desperate, yes. and like there, there are many times. Well, there's, a, there's a, like a, the one time in particular where he, um, you know, where he kills this guy just because he knows, like he, he, the guy sees him and he knows he's going to yell out to his like when they come across like the kind of thieving like bandits. And he, one of the guys sees him, and he like you know he's, he knows he's going to yeah. yell out. He's like, so I he's got like, no choice I but to kill him. To kill I have guy. to kill him, and yeah. it's just like. But it's not like a. It's not like a, a. Oh, this is you know. It's not like movies where people just die left and right. Like, like this movie. Like it, these deaths are hard. Like, and Very you can tell hard. it's hard on the character. You know that Vigo plays. It, you just tell it's like, oh, like he's just. Yeah, that, he that's doesn't it. want to do it. That scene <laughs> is just like, well, now I have no choice, and I don't want to do this. Yep. Um. Yeah this this movie is, it's it's a tough watch. Yeah, it's very dark. Uh, I may have told this story in the podcast before, but uh, a, a buddy of mine was like, "Hey, why don't you come over and we're gonna watch a movie?" Because he had like a theater, like l- like almost legit home theater, like a projector and the whole nine set up in his basement. And he said, "Oh, I got I got two movies. We'll we'll pick one when we get here." And he said, "We can either watch. We knew nothing of them." Right. And he said, "We can either watch The Road, um, or the A Team." <laughs> <laughs> and wow. I thought. Oh, I'd never heard of The Road. And he said, oh, yeah, it's a lot like Fallout, the video game. I'm like, oh, that sounds fun. Oh, no. Um, (laughs) 30 minutes into the film, this dude was also, (laughs) like, had just found out, like, a week or two before this that he was going to be a father and that he was going to have a son. Oh, my God. And so he's just sitting there, and all I can hear him go, all I can hear him say is just, what the fuck? What? What what would you, what what would you do, man? I mean, what would you? And I'm like, I want to watch the A Team. I wanted to watch that. I didn't want this. Oh, that being said, it's a brilliant movie. Uh, yes, it's brilliant. Yes, very very true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's a movie you'll only watch once. Oh, and then you will go out and buy it on Blu-ray because I know you have a copy. I know Eric uh, Terribio, he has a copy. I don't have it on Blu-ray. But I do. I, I will do never. Own. I will never. I will <laughs> I never do. ask to borrow it. I'm so <laughs> glad I didn't buy it. Yep. But it is. It is. I. I, I think you buy. It, it's the type of film that you purchase just so you can lend other people yeah. who haven't seen it because yeah. it, it should be watched. It's right. very good. Yes. Very true. Yeah. So uh, a, a very a, a tough movie, but one that you should definitely see. Um, and that nope, we'll go to the other end of the spectrum as far as uh, you know feelings. Um, and there's a Argentinian movie oh, okay. called Son of the Bride. It star. It's about uh, Raphael, 
uh, 42-year-old guy having a midlife crisis. Um, he lives in the shadow of his father. He feels guilty about rarely visiting his aging mother. His ex-wife, uh, you know, blames it, or um, accuses him of not wanting to spend enough time with his daughter. Um, and he has yet to make a serious commitment to his current girlfriend. So he's just kind of lost adrift in his life. I, you too, know, soon hope to be in this <laughs> demographic. Uh, and, uh, you know, he has a... Um, he, he, you know, something happens. I, I mean, I'm not going to spoil these movies because, you know, I don't think anyone's seen I think seen most, it, of, the, so most of these have not been seen by most people. You should people. definitely check it out. So he, something happens, and he, he basically, you know, has to reevaluate his life, and he, in the process, gets reunited with a childhood friend. And um, it... This movie is just, you know, so heartwarming and 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 sad. Um, but you have, you know, his mother who is suffering from Alzheimer's, and uh, so it makes it tough to visit her. And um, his father is just the most amazing man ever. And so he um, he decides to the father decides to. Um, have a wedding for his wife who has forgotten that she is married mm. to this guy. So they kind of have a wedding and to, to, to kind of like get remarried. Cause even though they've been married for like 40, 50 years, like she has forgotten. She's everything. forgotten. It. So like, it's just, and, and it's, why are all sad movies have something to do with Alzheimer's patients? Yeah. Like oh, all, all horribly yeah. depressing, yeah. One realistic the, movies yeah. always have an Alzheimer's patient. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's a tough topic. I mean, I, I considered putting, there's another one away from her and there's another one, Iris, that is, uh, has an Alzheimer's yeah, like yeah. Uh, a thing. And both of those are just, they just crush me. But, um, you know, this one, I think, you know, rose to the top just cause the, 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 the other, characters in it are are wonderful um and it is it is a great take on it because it's not necessarily focused on the mother suffering from alzheimer's right it's it's focused on this dude trying to get his life together going through this crisis i feel that's a better way to do it where you just show the the struggles and effects of uh, like all like and then that is a piece of yes, the right. the entire puzzle of of this guy's life which i think would be a much better way to do it yeah so it, it, and it, it it's just wonderful and the, the you know uh so again looking at the cover of the like uh, uh, the poster on imdb um yeah this is very this screams you parker <laughs> uh it's it's foreign Yep. It won some award at it Sundance. Was, it was nominated for an Academy Award for the best foreign language film. Um, and the cover just shows these people sitting there smiling and they're happy <laughs> and like having dinner. And like it's like, yeah, yeah, life is hard, but we're all happy. Yeah. And Parker's like, I'm going to love this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, yeah, definitely check that out. Very good. Son of the Bride. Um, okay, next we'll do... Hedwig and the Angry Inch is a 2001 musical, rock musical. This is a, basically a updated type uh, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show in the sense that it's a rock musical. You know? Right, right. And wow, that guy's hair or a girl's <laughs> hair. I'm not sure. It, it, it is a guy. Okay. Uh, John Cameron Mitchell. 
So John Cameron Mitchell directed, wrote this this. Uh, he, that, it was based on a play that he would perform, like a one man play, um, and they decided to make it into a movie. Um, it is this movie is just incredible. Um, they're currently running the, the, I think the play is running again on Broadway with Neil Patrick Harris as, as Hedwig. Oh, okay. I um, heard about, I heard about this. Yeah. So, but yes, Com- John Cameron Mitchell, um, is, uh, he, he's been in a, he's done some like lots of indie weird stuff. Um, but the, the big thing that he did was, you know, in my, in my opinion, this was his best work and he, um, so, you know, you have this, um, Transsexual punk rock girl from East Berlin tours the U.S. with her band as she tells her life story and follows her former lover bandmate who stole all her songs. And uh, the <laughs> the guy who plays her former lover bandmate um, is, what's his name, Michael Pitt. We know him from anything where he's a creepy-faced guy. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, you know, and it, it, basically it starts in Berlin and... You know, you're 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 listening to the, her life and they, you know, his life, and they they kind of cut back to, you know, I, I, him growing up as a boy, and then you know when he, you know, as a teenager, um, you know, he gets like kind of uh, taken advantage of, sort of in a way, right. uh, by a you know uh, this like you know visiting uh, GI who. Um, you know, is attracted to him, but like he initially thought it was a girl, and then when he found out that it was a guy, he's like, eh, "That's okay, we can we can take care of that." And so he kind of, sort of pressures him into having a sex change. Ah, <laughs> uh, that did not go the route I thought it was. I, it, I mean, you know, clearly, you know, Hedwig, like, you know, was kind of like open to whatever you can tell at this time in his life. But I don't know that he, he would have gone that route on his own, but then he did. And then it's a uh, botched sex change operation. Ah. <laughs> so that is the angry inch is what is what Hedwig is left with. That is what he named his band after his ah. angry inch. Okay. <laughs> and this movie just has the literally the best music like ever the best soundtrack the 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 songs of this this musical are incredible and um they're so catchy they will get stuck in your head they're all like perfect like you know like 70s david bowie type rock songs like just like you know with an you know uh, awesome like kind of storylines and and wonderful imagery and um and the character John Cameron Mitchell plays Hedwig is just you know like magnet is like you know just you're just staring you just can't look away everything she does you're just like what are amazing <laughs> and it, it's just it's wonderful and it's a great story um, but there yeah there's a lot of feels in it because uh, you know this you know you have somebody with a pretty rough life right right but like you know trying to make something okay and just just all the feels yeah but wonderful great great music and wonderful uh cast uh the one one of the great <laughs> characters in this uh miriam shore is um 
is an actress who plays in the in the movie. She plays a a guy like a girl. A, a I think she's supposed to be a girl dressed up as a guy, but I think like it you're like you're not quite sure if it's actually a guy. <laughs> like it's just like the most confused person. She plays the the guitarist in oh, Hedwig's okay. band, and it's just so, she plays Yitzhak and. It's just, just a, such an amazing character. You're just like, what, what's happening? Who's this? And like, just it's just you know, there there's a lot of like characters in this film that you're like, you know, what is happening? <laughs> I don't know what. That's <laughs> but crazy. It, it is. It is definitely um, a movie. If you if you want to kind of you know, if you if you find yourself confused about transsexuality or uh, cross-dressing, whatever, like this movie will kind of hold your hand and walk you through the whole world <laughs> and you will feel much more enlightened after watching it. Okay. Like, okay. Now I understand. Now it's not so confusing. So it, it, it's just a, a great, a great film about, um, you know, love, <laughs> hate, Botched sex changes, <laughs> <laughs> and it's got some great music and uh, and some pretty great comedy. To be honest, there's there's a lot. I remember of, I remember when this came out and people were making a big deal of it, and I was just like, I have no idea what <laughs> this doesn't it's look so, like. Something I'd be into, but so, whatever. It's so good. You the, you would like it. I think you would. Really oh like yeah. It. After after hearing you talk about it, yeah, it sounds really interesting. But the the poster again is just this. Yep. That's just amazing hair. Just oh, that hair is insane. But me thinking like I okay, I'm sure so, I, I, whatever. <laughs> okay, so that will do with my last three here. Kind of all go together. They're all very similar in the sense that they're just amazingly acted and um, character driven stories. Uh, first, we have Punch Trunk Love. This is a Paul Thomas Anderson film from 2002, starring. Adam Sandler, um, and this is the movie that people point to and they're like, oh, but Adam Sandler did Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this it, movie is, it, you know, definitely, in my opinion, Adam Sandler's greatest role of all times. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it's also Paul Thomas Anderson. It's my favorite Paul That's... Thomas Anderson movie. Oh, okay, okay. That's yeah. your favorite. I was going to say, are you saying it's his best? No, no, no. That's ah, a bold statement. No, I, your I favorite Paul Thomas Anderson. Yeah, definitely, definitely not. I, I mean, whatever. I, it, I would say it's his best because by my standard, I, it's right. my favorite. So yes, but I, I completely understand that people would disagree with that or have their own opinions. But uh, yeah, between. I mean, I, I, I love pretty much all of his movies. His, his but, movies are pretty good. Yeah, but this this by far, I think, is is my favorite. Um, so, you know, we you have Adam Sandler playing a psychologically troubled guy. <laughs> He's got a lot of, you know, issues, uh, you know, kind of a little bit OCD, a little bit, you know, obsessive or a little bit um, of like, you know, the anxiety um, a little bit of like not knowing how to deal with people, a little bit of depression, a little bit of a lot, lot of lot of mental anguish. You know, right. um, he is a you know plays this guy kind of uh, ra- you know raised in a household of like uh, I think like 
three or four, maybe five sisters, all very, very strong personalities, very like loud and in your face. And so he was, you know, basically terrorized his whole life by these sisters. And, you know, anytime he would like lash out in some way that, you know, they like (laughs) just jump all over him and you just feel so bad for him because he has, you know, he just has a tough time trying to make it. And and and, it, and it's a movie about him meeting and falling in love with a girl, so that's wonderful and great. But the the storyline in this, you've seen this? Not yet. No. Oh wow! It that, is one of the few uh, uh, Paul Thomas Anderson films I haven't seen yet. <laughs> this, there's a there's a side story that kind of goes along with with him falling in love, um, where he calls a sex line late at night. Uh, when he, you know, because he's super lonely and depressed, and like at first, like all he's talking about with this woman is like he, just his life and stuff. Like you know, he, you don't even see it going the the route of like what he initially is calling for. He just wants to talk to somebody, and you're like, oh, I have God, a feeling that happens awful. more often than not with <laughs> those six lines. Very true, and um, so, but then so what happens is, you know, um, this woman. Uh, they have a scam going where they have this, you know, that you you call them a, a sex line, and then they take your information down, and then they call you back and blackmail you to give them money, or else they'll tell people that you call a sex That's line. That's a great basically. idea. I'm gonna write that idea down. <laughs> I've been looking but, for a get rich quick scheme. So, but what's funny is at first, like, it's not really like he's going to, like, they 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 it's almost like they picked the wrong guy because. He's super, like you can see, super lonely. He's got nothing going on. Right. Like, they couldn't. It's not like they could really ruin his life by like telling. It's already pretty secrets. ruined. <laughs> but then, right around that time, he meets this girl and starts falling for her, and they, you know, they start falling for each other, and so now he has this thing that that that's that you know is 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 whatever, and it's not even like he's worried that they're gonna like say that he called a sex line like these people are going these people are trying like you know threatening to steal his identity you know like withdraw money from his bank accounts all sorts of crazy stuff and so this is why when you call a sex line you go with a reputable (laughs) sex line you You make sure you make sure they have a great sources yeah they they have a great rating on yelp or whatever (laughs) (laughs) yeah so uh and um a, the late uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman plays an amazing yes. character in this. I forgot this, he was this, in this. This is, I think, possibly also one of my favorite Philip Seymour Hoffman roles. He's not in it a lot, but the but the character is just it. The character is the 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 epitome of, in my opinion, the the Philip Seymour Hoffman character, where he's just on edge and like very like intimidating right. but then also just like breaks into screaming just just the some of the best yelling by Philip Seymour <laughs> is in this movie how's uh how's Luis Guzman in it Luis he's super fun he's like uh he's, as he is in everything he's, he's just wonderful like you just want to be friends with him like you're just like please come live with me <laughs> I have a feeling Luis Guzman is a terrible actor that's just how he is because every movie I've ever seen him in I'm like man I'd hang out with that guy yeah, right he just 
he's just so nice that like everybody wants him on set because they're just like hire him. Like, yeah. then, then we get to hang out with Luis Guzman. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's just so nice, and he's he's basically Adam Sandler's right hand man in this company, and just uh, just you know wonderful. Emily Watson is amazing um, as the 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 girlfriend uh, that you know Adam Sandler begins to fall for, and it's a very quirky like romance in the sense that you have Adam Sandler who like means well, but he doesn't know how to do stuff. But you know, and you have Emily Watson who's like very understanding, and yeah, just an amazing film. I, I, I one of my favorites, definitely. This this is. These I think these last three are definitely like up there and just in, top top yeah, tier. If, if, we, if I was making a if I was making a favorite films of all times, all three of these movies would be on there. This one especially, wonderful movie. So definitely check it out if you haven't. All right, up next we have Little Children, two thousand six. Um, we have uh, Kate Winslet, Jennifer Connelly, Patrick Wilson, Jackie O'Haley, Wow, Noah Emmerich. Um. A few kids that I remember seeing, yeah, but those are the main ones. Absolutely, and I mean that's already a crazy list. That's I a mean, nuts list, right yeah. there. So uh, this is this is a uh, movie about like suburban life. This is a movie about like families in a in a suburban area and like what kind of nonsense they get up to. This is very much like. The, the American equivalent of, like, all or nothing that we talked about in the beginning. Right. This is, like, you have all these different types of people interacting, um, but you have, you know, Jennifer Connelly and, and um, Patrick Wilson are, you know, married. Uh, Jennifer Connelly is a little bit, like, you know, she plays, like, her... I feel like she plays this a lot, kind of, like, cold, distant... <laughs> Like you don't semi say. bitchy woman. It's like and, every Jennifer Connelly movie. <laughs> and uh, Patrick Wilson, you know, like you know. Let me guess. You play someone who likes to get naked a lot. It seems like I've seen <laughs> yeah. seen a lot of Patrick William, Wilson's ass. Yeah, in the, he. In uh, <laughs> yeah, he definitely like. You know, they're they're having um, a tough time in their marriage. Then you have Kate Winslet, and she's married um, to um, I forget who plays her husband in this but she is married to a um like a let me see if i can find the because it's like an he's she's married to like an older guy uh but like and and they're like an intellectual couple you know like he is like an author oh okay right no i was getting confused with the other character all right so kate winslet at the same time is in a um is in a marriage. She's a, you know, stay-at-home mom. Um, she was working on her doctorate in English, but then she got married and had a kid, so she had to set aside her research. So she, like, you know, she's in this, like, state of kind of, like, wanting to go back and do that, right, but she's right. tied to this, like, house and and trying to, like, figure out, like, how to be, like, a stay-at-home mom, you know? Like, so there's a lot of, like, that kind of humor of her, like, taking the kid to the park. Like, is this what you do? Like, what do you do? <laughs> um, and uh, so Patrick Wilson uh, is, you know, is a stay-at-home dad um, who's, you know, she kind of meets at the park. And, you know, Kate Winslet, like, comes to the park the first time and, like, all the, the women there, you know, have, like, all the moms have, like, a little group 
where they just sit there and gossip and talk, whatever, like you would imagine. And they all look at this father, this stay-at-home dad, this Patrick Wilson, who's like, you know, of course, like incredibly attractive, way out of their league. And they're all like, obviously all fantasizing about him when they're with their husbands. <laughs> and, and so they're like talking about him and saying, I wish we could go over there, but we, I'd love to talk to him. And like, but none of them will because they're like, you know. Right, yeah, yeah. But Kate Winslet's like, I don't care. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'm just whatever. So she, she has obviously doesn't feel any way connected to these moms. So she goes over, you know, strikes up conversation. Obviously, you know, one thing leads to another. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so you know, you have this that whole storyline happening. So you have all these people that from these marriages that just want something else out of life, want something to you know to feel to do to whatever and they're like not having it in their own life and they're just like I gotta get out I gotta figure something out but then at the same time you have this other amazing like like most great uh, character pieces you have a lot like a couple of different storylines happening at once so then at the same time you have um, Noah Emmerich who plays um, a uh, cop uh, for, or former police officer uh, forced to retire when he accidentally shot a black teenager who was holding a toy gun. So, ha- the worst. Just, like, the worst. Just- every cop's fear yes. comes to life. <laughs> just, like, compounded Absolutely. and put into reality. That's yes. the worst, worst, worst case scenario. Yes. And then you have uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Um, uh, let me guess. Child molester. Yep. Rec- oh. <laughs> recently oh, nailed re- it! Nailed it! <laughs> recently released from prison. Um for having a uh, uh, criminal record for molesting young girls. Because Jackie Earl Haley is the creepiest <laughs> looking motherfucker on the planet. So I, I like to think that all of his characters, even though, even like, you know, like RoboCop, when they didn't go back, that guy was in, like, before working for that corporation, he was in, like, some kind of child porn ring or something horrible. Yeah. Because he, he looks like a yeah. terrible person. Absolutely. Even though he's not. <laughs> right. I'm sure he's a very nice, pleasant gentleman, but he looks terrible. <laughs> so then you have this, this basically, uh, you have, you know, Jackie Earl Haley. And then you have Noah Emmerich, who's, you know, now he, he is, he's, like, you know, depressed and upset because of being forced to retire. Yeah. So, naturally, he decides to uh, focus, hyper-focus on Jackie Earl Haley's character and, tr- like, obsess about trying to take him down because he knows that he's probably still, you know, messing still around with girls and oh. just... so. Very just the just the you know horrible stories on that end, and and then you just follow all these people and how they interconnect with each other and how their stories play out and the the, the you know the acting's amazing and just the way that the stories interconnect with each other the way their lives interconnect with each other just really really a well done and. Yeah, this movie this movie will make you feel something for sure. This movie will make you feel really really uh you know, bad. <laughs> in some ways <laughs> good in a few ways, mostly bad. Mostly awful. Um but yeah, very All right, well, I'm going to invite some drama. people over tonight, get some beers, uh <laughs> it, just hang out, have a good old time <laughs> watching little children. <laughs> yeah, got three nominations. We got uh mm-hmm. best supporting actor for Haley. 
who yeah, amazing performance by Eric Well, he Eric always Taylor. he always brings it. Um best actress for Winslet and best adapted screenplay. So, yeah, definitely check I'm that out. Surprised I haven't seen this one yet. Yeah, it's really good. Um I don't know who what else this I'm surprised I even I cuz I, I to be honest, I hadn't even heard of it and I feel like I should have cuz damn. <laughs> Oh, in the bedroom. Yeah, that's yeah. Okay, the 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 director Todd Field also did in the bedroom. Another really amazing film about, um, you know, like kind of like looking at different couples, married couples, and just following, you know, like the 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 journey of love from like you know just getting together to like been together for a very long time and whatever. So um, definitely check that out as well, Marissa Tomei. Oh, okay. Um, but that, that's a good one. But yeah, Todd Field, great director. But Little Children, um, definitely one of my favorites. So check that out. All right. And finally, finally, last but not least, we have Junebug. Junebug is a 2005 drama about this art dealer who basically. All right. So this is a film. It's about an art dealer um, who finds out about this like like she's like a one of these outsider art dealers so she's a she's she like finds like um people that are like just in a cabin in the middle of the woods that they then she finds out they like do wood carvings oh okay of like demons or some crap you know like real crazy weird stuff and then gets them to like give their like she buys their art from them and sells it so it's like it's not like it's usually like this kind of art. Um, Sufjan Stevens's uh, Age of Ads has a guy very similar to this. Just weird. Just clearly the person's not like trying to do something, trying to do an art thing. But like, they are <laughs> like they're not like setting out to be like, oh, I'm going to make people think about this and this. Usually they're like somehow mentally not all there and they're like expressing themselves on the canvas and what they're expressing is just terrifying or crazy or just off the wall. So anyway, she's an art dealer uh, who specializes in that. And she uh, needs to go to um, North Carolina. They live in Chicago to find this guy, this out, you know, this outsider artist. Right. And coincidentally, the, bo- the guy she's with, um, who they're, they're madly in love, uh, is also from North Carolina. So he says, well, why don't we just go? stay with my family and so um they oh right they they did just they did like have a um like a crazy whirlwind wedding where they like met and just got married like right immediately and uh this guy none of his family was at the wedding and she was kind of like that's weird but like he just didn't invite them um but mostly he knew that they just wouldn't be able to go because like they're they're like in a a poor family in North Carolina, he knew that them getting to Chicago would just be impossible, not going to happen. So he didn't even bother inviting them. So, so now like she's going to meet her in-laws now she's married to this guy. And so she's like, Oh, okay. I get to meet his family finally. And so just that dynamic alone is amazing. Like going home and meeting. That's like like terrifying. Right. Cause she's like this, she's like, you know, raised in Chicago and maybe not even that she might be like from another, from, yeah, I think she might even be like from outside of America. Like she might have been like raised in I think she has an accent. So like she might have been like raised in England and like just 
brought to America and like she basically lived a very rich life. And now she's with like this family who like is <laughs> see how the other right. side so lives. Now they're, they're, you know, but at the same time, you know, you know, she's in love. So she wants to like connect with these people right but at the same time they're like uh, she's a super outsider so they're not like whatever and they're like so uh, just uh amy adams is amazing she like i think oh, she definitely carries this film uh she's the only name i really recognize you know there's a couple others you would recognize um or what well, you you would know if you know uh the um what's her name the mom uh dang Celia, okay, Celia, uh, Celia Weston. She, um, she's been in a lot of stuff. Oh, oh, she's yeah, one of those I, I, like I, those I, people. The moment were, I saw her picture, right. I was like, oh, yeah, her. She, I've seen her in a lot of stuff, and yeah. she usually like just plays like you know, like a kind of like an offbeat person or whatever. Yeah, just, like, weird, but like this movie, she like really you know gets to um, show her acting chops for sure. She's really good. Uh, ben McKenzie, who I don't know what else he's been in, some some weird stuff. Eighty eight minutes, Southland, just uh, whatever weird stuff. He it, he definitely. I mean, everybody is amazing in this, but he he has like a, a one scene in particular with Ben McKenzie. Just oh my god, just crushes me. It's so incredibly acted. Um, but yeah, it's it's very much character driven piece amy adams is like this amazingly adorable uh girl who like you know like is trans you know transcends the situation she's just like happy and you know just like bubbly about life and you know she's pregnant and her boyfriend johnny played by ben he um obviously not interested in like being a father yet or whatever but trying to figure it out and just all the characters put together thrown into a house is wonderful um you all you also would recognize his dad oh herschel right same guy scott wilson the guy uh, that was in The Exorcist that we talked about. Exorcist. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I guy that that played. He I can't plays, believe I didn't see him on the list. Yeah, he plays the their, their dad, um, and he's good. It's just all these like great actors of like just I don't know. I just this is this movie is full of all the feels in the world. <laughs> I I I can't get enough of this film. It it it's just it just crushes me. <laughs> constantly every time i see it uh and i've seen it many times at this point because i've shown it to so many people <laughs> but Damn. Um, yeah it is really really good you definitely if you like um amy adams if you like good acting who doesn't like amy if you adams. like feeling conflicted <laughs> sad happy uh, there's a lot going on in this film the, the, there's just like too much to even really explain without just seeing it like there's a lot of like just complex um interactions you have just really everybody has completely different motivations for doing whatever they're doing and it just you it's it's definitely like a like super well written the the writing in this is just tremendous because you have so like so many different like 
people from coming from so many different backgrounds coming together in this house and like interacting with each other and like the way each of them interacts is like spot on like you're like this is playing out as exactly as it would in real like this is for real like this is like like you feel like you're watching a documentary That's at some nuts. points it's one of those kind of That's films nuts. where you're just like wow <laughs> I'll so, have to put yeah, that on my anyway, list as well very good very good so all right, I know that went long, and I'm sure we'll cut a lot of that out. But <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of us looking stuff up. Yeah, so uh, that's my list of movies that make you feel <laughs> the, something. The, 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 yeah, feel something. <laughs> if wow. You, if, you have, if you have a heart that has become calloused and hard uh, by the world, uh, watch these movies, and it will bust up that hard crusty exterior i don't know I'm, i might have to, to take i might have to take you on that challenge because <laughs> i don't know too many people who are as hard and crusty as i am <laughs> <laughs> so anyway uh i hope you enjoyed that list and uh we'll see you next time for i think we're gonna do a couple short lists yep a couple we're gonna do two two top fives i have my top five exploitation films and i i'm gonna go out on a bold limb here Ooh, here we go i'm excited because i didn't know what you were gonna do and i'm yep. excited to hear it Top five comedies. Damn. That, okay. Of all time. Wow. It'll be the definitive list. <laughs> <laughs> For me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll see you next time. <laughs>